All right, guys, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop. Um, I am, of course, a magnificent one, and I am joined, as always, by my uh, by my wrestling brother from another mother, Mr. Ryan. How are you, sir? Of course, we are on episode 266 this week. How are you? I am good. Even better, because we get two weeks without Graham. Like, man, it feels good. It does feel, it, it, it does, it does. And the weird thing is, we were actually quite nice about him last week. Fuck, actually, this week. Yeah, yeah, we were nice. And he had to bring up the fact that we were nice, which, of course, means we're not going to be nice. No, um, the reason why he's not here, by the way. Uh, Ryan, have you, do we, have, you, have, you, have you had the memo about why he's not here? Um, Something about... Sky Zone, yeah, apparently yeah, Sky Zone. Yeah, not, I'm, last time I heard that was some kind of bar in, in inside the Sky Dome in Toronto. I'm not quite sure that's where they've gone. That's not what it is. I don't think. Okay, okay, fast enough. Um, allegedly, um, it's Jackson's birthday. I believe. Uh, I'm not sure if that is true or not. I last time I checked, um, Jackson's birthday was well every day because the face of Jackson is that cool of a kid. Um, how'd you week been, Ryan? It's been a week. Um, I'm, I'm excited uh, that we are on the road to WrestleMania. Um, it's got, you know, I, I feel like every year around this time, you know, January, February, I get, uh, you know, it's a lot like Christmas. Like, you know, that early November feeling of just like, damn, I'm getting in the Christmas mood. And, you know, people start putting up the decorations you start hearing the music, you start seeing the lights, and you're like, you know what? All right, it's Christmas time. Let's do it. And I feel like I'm the same boat with uh with wrestling right now. And we still got one more big event, you know, before WrestleMania, um, being obviously Elimination Chamber. Your listeners will have definitely already happened because it's in like uh 13 hours it's it uh, very very soon it's 13 hours as we're recording this will be coming out just after we apologize for that but chad probably had to wake up to upload it so that's on that's a little unfortunate on that side of things so um so i've been watching you know continuing my quest uh my quest initially was was to watch from 96 all the way essentially up until uh the invasion uh, that was initially my idea, um, but I've, I've I've since decided that I'm going to continue because honestly, I did fall out a little bit during Ruthless Aggression, um, and when I did come back, I think I was only watching Raw because the brand split was very strict at that time, um, and I was just the guys I wanted to watch were on Raw, so I watched Raw, and you know what I've seen since then, the things I missed, the things I know now is that SmackDown was really fantastic. That was when Paul Heyman was booking. I was going to say and, you SmackDown six. Uh, I, I maybe it depends. Like I said, the the time frame is really messed up because I saw a lot of great SmackDown stuff. Like I remember, you know, JBL and Eddie tearing yeah. the place down yeah. on multiple occasions and yeah. stuff like that so um my most recent uh i have one match left i have the main event left but i'm on the glorious uh uh no mercy 1999 with that fantastic tag team ladder match and then of course our main event triple h and austin for the world wrestling federation championship 
Um, so I'm, I'm getting into that point. It's funny because I, I talked to my buddy a lot about this. And I'm getting to the point where he started watching WWF. Uh, he he was mainly a WCW guy. His uh his first pay per view I think he ever saw was Starcade '98, and his first WWF pay per view was Royal Rumble 2000, which in my opinion still stands up as the greatest pay per view of all time. Um, I'm a big fan of Royal Rumble 2000, and that was the first one he ever watched, um, which I understand why he became a WWF fan at that time, because we've got tag team tables match. We've got that really botched but amazing finish to the Royal Rumble. And of course, we've got Cactus Jack versus Triple H in a street fight. Um, just a phenomenal show overall. I'm very excited to get to that point. There are three little bits. I mean, I know what I've said. I have said, and I stand by um 2001 being slightly better in my personal opinion um but that's just my opinion even if it's wrong it's my opinion um so many things of that rumble match itself stand out though from 2000 i mean where else man of the Wick garden are you gonna have the whole of two cool dancing in the middle of a match while it's going on for example and seeing that crowd go mental literally they go for one thing kevin done did right that night went to a wide shot for that for the clapping moment and 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 that's one of the one of the great things is something i'm noticing because obviously hindsight is 2020 um i did not remember it this way but i've always heard like fully talked about it um on his podcast and it's you know he was talking specifically about the rock and sock connection where you know we still harken back to that as this glorious time you know this really great angle this really great tag team and it really only exists for six weeks seven weeks like it's not a long thing it's very very short um but but that's just you know how fast things were moving at that time especially in the wwf so you're talking royal rumble 2000 we have that amazing moment of too cool in the in the rumble doing their dance so I am in October of 1999, months away from that. They are not too cool yet. They they don't exist as a. Ta- I mean, they've tagged in the past. I think they were too much. Yes, but they haven't been on television in months and months and months. Yeah, because um, Rikishi is not even back yet. Um, I believe, if memory serves correctly, they were actually in a tag match with Al Snow and Head. I believe Grandmaster. Well, it wasn't Grandmaster Sex at the time. Uh, actually got the uh actually got the pin on head yes because he shoved a bottle of head and shoulders into him so he could pin his shoulders to the mat that was i believe the last time i've seen them on television that um, is amazing product placement by the way yep <laughs> so like one. like to give you an idea of of where i'm at too yeah um like there's still the, the Dudleys have just debuted and we are less oh than God. a year away from TLC. So, and obviously we're months away from the tag team table match against the Hardys, uh, who have just won the Terry Invitational Tournament. For all you kids out there, that spells tit, uh, because Vince McMahon was definitely an adult male when he was writing the World Wrestling Federation storylines. Um, I think Vince Russo also pretended to be an adult male. Uh, while having the Terry Invitational Tournament. 
Mm. Um, there's so many things that haven't happened yet. And, and it, it, it happens so quickly. Um, you know, Triple H and Stephanie aren't married yet. Um, right. Yeah, no, they that, that hasn't happened yet. But that's obviously she's on board with Triple H by the Royal Rumble. And but we you, still have the whole, you but know. But you have just had, if I great, you have just had Unforgiven, I believe. Which, yes. Which I actually, do you know what? It's a car crash of an event. But I thought I love it. It's it's marred by one real particular problem. We all know what it is. It's the kennel kennel from hell match. Um, if you thing, skip over that match, the weird thing is, is that if it just been a normal, if it just been a normal cage match, that would it would have been fine. It would if if that was a normal cage match, I think people would look back at Unforgiven '99 with a much different mindset than they do now. It, what 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 the big problem of that? It was the hell. It was the. It was unquestionably the um, the 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 the, the dogs. The dogs. The dogs well, had no interest being there. Well, that's the thing. Is you 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 know you can't. You can lead a horse to walk, but you can't make a drink. You can't take. A, you can take a dog to wrestling event. Bang and take part. Yeah, and, and it's just like you know, like I mean, obviously they're trained dogs, but. You know, there's only so much you can do. It's not like a movie where you can reshoot it. You can do it. it's live television. Um, did two of them go like go to the bathroom on the floor? Oh, they were shitting. I think a couple of them were humping each other. Like it's 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 a nightmare. I skip it honestly. Every time I watch that show, I skip it. It's yeah. just not worth my time. Yeah. Uh, there's 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 better things I can do with the twelve minutes of my life. Trying to Jeff Jack was a good match. Trying to Jeff Jack was a good match. Yep, and uh, you know they they do the screw job on China just for her to eventually win it uh, at No Mercy. Yeah, um, a good housekeeping it, match. It it was a good housekeeping match. In fact, yes, it, I um, really enjoyed the match because it didn't Deborah and I believe Miss Kitty. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's 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 essentially it's the 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 progenitor to the modern WWE style of themed hardcore matches. I mean, that one was kind of one of the, the OGs, you know, your, I uh, loved it. I loved it. Like what's your, what was that? Symphony of destruction match. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, the miracle on 34th street fight, um, you know, the, the usual stuff, but um, I, I say enough about that. We could do a whole podcast about nineties wrestling well, maybe we uh, should one day, Ryan, but how about we talk about some of the good stuff in wrestling this week? Sure. Why not? I normally would ask you, do you want to go first or second? I'm going to ask you, could you go first this week, please, Ryan? Yeah, I sure can. Uh, okay. What's your main good cop of the week, sir? So my main good cop moment is actually something, uh, it was an interview that was posted by... Uh, WWE on TNT Sports. Okay. Um, and this was an interview with Liv Morgan uh, where she was speaking. Uh, I'm quoting this. Uh, Liv Morgan speaks on the future of the WWE women's division and the four of them being a significant part of it. The four of them being Liv Morgan, Jade Cargill, Tiffany Stratton, and Bianca Belair. And it got me thinking. And... It really is, they are the future at this point. And with that being said, 
my my good cop moment is the future is bright for the WWE women's division. Um, and and I was so so I started thinking about it, and the thing that pops into my head is, wow, you know, like Becky and Charlotte and Bailey, they're they're the grizzled vets at this point. Like they've been around for a long, long time. And, and I was, I was kind of, I was kind of going through the women's division and I was kind of looking at it to compare it to the men's division where you've got Natalia and I'm comparing current roster members. Natalia is kind of the, the women's version of Randy Orton. She's been there forever. She's done it all. She's seen it all. She's a locker room leader. Like, you know, she's just been there for a long time. She's been in the... In 07. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she's been there for a while. She gets it. She understands how WWE works. And she was raised to understand how professional wrestling works as a business so she's kind of the total package of of just like you're really like tenured veteran with the company and then you've got you know the four horsewomen obviously one of them no longer with the company um but you've got charlotte becky and and bailey who have been in the wwe ecosystem for at least a decade at this point if not longer um between nxt and and the main roster and again they've done it all they've seen it all and they're reaching that point where women like becky and charlotte especially are they're they're reaching that point where they're they've, they're becoming marquee performers it, it's no longer really important that any of them have a championship belt it's because we can see them and create like look at the 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 feud between um Becky and Trish like Becky was in a position where it doesn't matter about championships at this opportunity we're bringing in a legend and we're putting her with you because we know you can do it and we know people want to see it and i think that's a that's a really important part you get like i feel like um it's kind of like what Taker was for a long time and um, Triple H was for a long time of just like, hey, we're here to put on big matches. It's not necessarily about the title hunt or anything like that. It's about, wow, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing X versus Y. Um, and I feel like they're getting there. But then again, we have to look at look at the future. And those four women as much as I'm not a Bianca fan, um, they do stand out as futures of the division. Um, Tiffany Stratton has been in professional wrestling for a one count. Like she's brand spanking new in the grand scheme of things. And hot damn, has she impressed me since day one. She's impressed me. She gets it. Um, And, and it's, it's, so I was I was looking at it too as okay if they're kind of the new four horsewomen, as it were, they each fill a slightly different role. You have Liv Morgan, 
who is the little girl who wanted to be a professional wrestler. She wanted to be, I'm not even comparing to them. I'm not even comparing to them at all, but she's the little girl who wanted to be a professional wrestler. And with that comparison, you could say Sasha as well. You could also say Becky because all three of them were on the indies. Um, Charlotte's a nepe hire. We all know she's a nepotism hire, but she's good. Whatever. I'm getting off topic. She does back it up, at least. Yeah. Liv's the little girl who wanted to be a professional wrestler. Um, Tiffany Stratton is the gymnast. You know, she she is she was a professional gymnast she she understands how her body works and how it moves and that's really important because you know people don't like to to consider the fact that outsiders can become good wrestlers she is a shining example of why it, it can happen um and why it does happen um you know and then there's the curious case of bianca and jade And Bianca and Jade are two sides of the same coin. Bianca is the homegrown WWE talent who obviously has a great athletic background to her, but she is very much a homegrown WWE talent. And Jade, same thing as Bianca, an extremely impressive athletic background, but she is the homegrown AEW talent. And that's why I like because a lot of people a lot of people see it in you know shades of 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 black and white of well they're both black they're both strong and they both can do backflips and stuff and it's like yeah mm, I get it I understand the comparisons but I look at it completely different as we're gonna see how Bianca is being brought up in the WWE ecosystem entirely. And then Jay, someone who was pretty much entirely brought up in the AEW ecosystem and is now learning the WWE style. So I firmly believe from a, what's really going to differentiate them is going to have to be character because Bianca has been the same, and I apologize to any Bianca fans out there, the same stale character since NXT. She's never changed it up. She's always been the same. I was actually so happy that she hadn't said, do you even go here for a couple of months? And then she fucking said it on Raw. And I was so mad. I was so aggravated because I think it's the stupidest fucking gimmick. Um but that's really what's going to differentiate the two of them. Um, I think, you know, Jade doing a new version of her bad bitch character, I think will work really well in WWE. Especially if they're transitioning to what we, what we, what the fans are, are presuming is going to be almost a new TV 14 era on Netflix. I don't forget. I don't think, I, I actually think it's going to be something different. I'm, I am a little, bit more, a little bit more language allowed for you. I'm calling it TV PG plus. Um, that's how I'm seeing it in my head. I, 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 there is no possible way we're going ruthless aggression or attitude era. It's just not going to happen. And there's no way they're going to go AEW style either. No, um, but I think we're going to see something very, very different. And I, I, I said it last week and I'll continue to say it. I am really intrigued by Triple H's comments at the WrestleMania 40 kickoff event. You, This is a new era of WWE, and you ain't seen nothing yet. And I think 
to wrap it all into one neat package, these four women play a huge role in that new WWE. For sure. Um, I also think that it may not be ruthless aggression. It may not be attitude era. All I want from this new era, as it were, and it's not just for the ladies, it's for everybody across the board. Every company and and every indie, for that matter. All I want is to believe what I'm seeing. Give me a story I can believe in, I can relate to, understand this is why they're having this match. That's it. I'm in. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, and, and you know what? I actually have full faith in them right now. Um, simple, simple little things. Um, and, and, and obviously it's a topic of, of a lot of conversations, but bringing the rock in makes me look at the bloodline as a more imposing threat now, not because the rock is an amazing wrestler anymore because he probably isn't. I mean, he's been off for a long time, and his last couple of matches have been okay, but they haven't been the Rock in 99, the Rock in 2000. Obviously, he's never going to be that again. He's well into his 40s at this point. You know, yeah. No, no, he was he was 30 years old in 2003. So he's he's probably turning 50 this year. Yeah, 51 this year. Yeah. So. So. But it's it's made it a more believable story now because it's like you were saying, I can relate to it more because now it's an ego thing. And I'm like, okay, that's what this story was missing. Roman's ego is one thing. The family ego, that's a compelling storyline. Yeah, we're in, we're in, we're in this. Like, and and if they can if they can get us like Rikishi or something between now and Mania to show up, like man, cameos would be great for sure. Because they had Afa and Sika early on. I think they popped up at WrestleMania thirty-seven. Yeah, this was like it was the very early stages um, of the Bloodline, and and you know, like I know. Uh, Alpha is, is going through some medical. He's closing down his promotion. They're doing one more show because his uh his health is deteriorating. And um, you know, I get that, but you know, hopefully maybe they can get uh you know get him in for an appearance or you know, any of the other 400 family members. Um, I would love, even though it's it's just a marriage thing, I would love for Naomi to to turn um but you know, it's it just one little thing like that makes it more realistic, and and that was the one thing I really loved about the quote unquote reality era was a lot of the storylines, as goofy as they were, and the matches weren't really backing them up at the time. A lot of the storylines made perfect sense because they were very, they were drilling into the real lives of the performers and using those for storylines for better or worse. They were, and a lot of it was pretty decent. Um, it's, I think, why Punk's return has been so good, because they're not shying away from the controversy surrounding him. And I think that was the... What, they do not, what are you going to do? They're leaning into it. Um, and, and, like, obviously, we only see 
X, Y, and Z on television and social media and stuff like that. But genuinely, it looks like Punk's happier here anyways. It, he seems like he's in a better mood. Um, the way he's, he, you know, like the, the videos he's posted on social media and stuff, he seems like he's a little in a better mood. Now, obviously, he's not happy because he's hurt and he's missing his first WrestleMania back. But I think it helps the fact that VKA ain't there no more. Uh, I think that's helping a lot of people. Look at Michael Cole. Look oh, at how oh, happy God. Cole is. Doesn't, doesn't he look? Doesn't he look? Doesn't he look so much happier? He looks ten years younger. He, I, I don't know, if, know about you, but he's been standing up at the desk a lot more recently. Yeah, he's having and fun. He's enjoying he, his job again. He's actually um, standing up, leaning into it. The camera now on the desk. We actually, we're actually showing it on the shorts on the YouTube channel every now and again. He's losing his absolute mind, and he's got a open mic. It's 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 really what good. Took them so long. We finally seeing a personality from Michael Fucking Cole because no one's shouting in his ear. No. I've gone way off of topic. So we have a little bit. So, I take Mike. Should I um transition it back to base a little bit with Michael Cole, moment, mate? Because I yes. actually, I actually want to talk about an interview <laughs> actually um and and it's and it concerns um different women wrestlers to be fair um but first i want to talk about myself yeah that's okay it'll make sense don't worry um i used to have a little podcast ryan didn't i yes it was called the Matt Attack. Do you remember that? You were on it a few a couple of times. I do remember that. Now, what was it, sir? Do you remember? What was what your what was, podcast? What was the Matt Attack? What was the what was it? What was it? You no, know, aimed as a wrestling podcast, a predictions podcast, particularly for people. okay, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, it was mainly to like get my guest over. We, I mean, the predictions were there for obviously to chat about, but it was mainly to get the guest over as you know, the star of the show. Um, I was very blessed once to be graced by um, an Australian guy by the name of Josh Robinson. Uh, five years ago, in fact, this month, <laughs> uh, he he actually was on my show um, to to give predictions for. Uh, for for um for uh, it was elimination chamber thing that that year yeah um fast forward to today he's at he's in perth at elimination chamber as media and today he interviewed nia Jax, seth rollins becky lynch and bianca belair And I'm like, and... wow. I'm so proud of him. You see it's... that? <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm try I'm, I'm wording this carefully. Josh Robinson. is such a personality. Yeah. I think is the best way to describe Josh and Josh loves professional wrestling. 
and specifically WWE. He loves WWE. And for anyone to go from a fan to being involved in any and and there's a lot of wrestling um sorry i'm doing a little research while while we're talking there's a lot of wrestling podcasters and fans who try to insert themselves into the business and they do it in the wrong way. They think they're part of it, but in reality, they're not. They're, they're just, they're overstepping their boundaries. They're thinking they have relationships with these performers or these um, promotions. And they think that they're now part of the show and part of the business and i i will fully admit when i started podcasting i had the same ego i had the same idea of like this is my foot in the door i'm i'm important and i'm i'm involved and in reality i'm not now for someone like josh josh did this the right way he can now as soon as he was approved by world wrestling entertainment to come to their media brackets and their press junkets he did it the right way he is now an official wrestling journalist Not some jackass who posts hot takes on Twitter. He's a professional wrestling journalist. And you know what? That's awesome. That is absolutely a good cop moment. Yeah. And I can make it an even better cop moment as well. Um, Because I don't know if you had a chance to see any of the the clips he put out there, but he, he... one of the things he said to Becky Lynch um, is like, like you're gonna win. Obviously, he's in full character mode as he's going through like to like you're gonna you're gonna enter the elimination chamber undefeated. You're gonna be win chamber. You're gonna it doesn't matter who you're facing at at WrestleMania because you're gonna win the championship anyway. Should you should you be main eventing like one of WrestleMania? And Becky said, "Damn right, I should." And Be- Becky's in full the man mode obviously and and giving everything for this interview and josh is there eating it up with a fork and a spoon and i'm like get in there kid brilliant it gets published obviously with love wrestling who are amazing amazing um company out of um out of um canada of course it's been picked up and I'm aware that this is not necessarily the best, you know, we've, we've, you know, take a pinch of salt. Fightful Select picked it up and now we're running at a major headline. And that, that I, in my, and 
I couldn't be happier that something when, good yeah. is found on that website. <laughs> well, when 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 you're when you're doing interviews that the clickbait websites are then stealing, you know you've made it. I yeah. mean, yeah, I couldn't be prouder. You know, I I'm not a I'm not a fan of Fightful Select. I'm not a fan of Wrestling Observer. Um, I'm not a fan of a lot of these. I I think the only one I I really kind of dig is Inside the Ropes, just because they have those really fantastic uh, night with specials they do with uh, performers that I think are a lot of fun. Kenny McIntosh is usually pretty reliable. To be fair, yeah, he's a good kid. Kenny McIntosh, yeah, and Um, as well. But I, you know, you can't take away from these places like Wrestling Observer, like Fightful Select, that obviously they have done enough to get themselves into the top positions yeah. of but there's still a reason that you're called a dirt sheet and not called a journalist there, there's right. a very big difference between a dirt sheet and a a journalist um i know that there's some yeah. controversy surrounding him but i look at someone like chris van vliet he comes off as a journalist not as a dirt sheet reporter yeah. um whereas just, someone yeah. like sean Ra- sean ross is very much a dirt sheet reporter yeah for example, these people, these guys are out there, like reposting, retweeting, and all that sort of stuff. They're not actually out there doing the interviews. Josh is interviewing. He's one a with a microphone in his hand. He's actually there. He's done all his research. He's done all of his stuff. He knows what he's talking about. He's his stuff has been picked up and yet it's being reshared and, and everywhere. And I wish him nothing but the best of luck. And I just can't believe that five years ago he was on my show and now he's blossomed to these amazing heights. And Especially out of a country that notoriously doesn't have a very large professional wrestling industry going on in it. And WWE hasn't been there in what, five years or something like that? Pre-COVID, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, last time was for um, Super Showdown, wasn't it? Be, be, it would be, yeah, they, and yeah. they've probably done some some house show tours in Australia between that, but they haven't had something big in Australia yeah, yeah, since it's, Super Showdown. It's a big, it's a big, big deal for sure. And uh, yeah, yeah, my I want to use my cook up moment of the week to shout him out because he deserves the praise and the accolades. Uh, well done, Joshy boy. Well done, Josh. We're proud of you, buddy. Really, really proud of you. <sighs> right. You got your speed tape, Ryan? Yeah, I do. Um, and I actually have a couple of things I want to talk about. And since Graham's not here, we can really talk about it as long as we want. Yeah, not too long, because we have got a live to get to. Uh, 45 minutes tops. Okay, what you got? Uh, so uh, first and foremost, I want a, another shout out to uh, WWE um, for their updating of the presentation of their weekly shows were on SmackDown Uh, every week. It's getting better and better um, from the lighting aesthetics to the way the graphics are uh, presented around and on the ring and everything. Um, And this Monday uh, was uh, from what I understand, I don't know if it was his first day on the job, but it was his first day kind of in control was their new uh, uh, their replacement for Kevin Dunn, um, which was a gentleman named Lee fitting, um, and you could tell right off of the bat that Raw was being presented in a very different format. Um, and it was phenomenal. Apparently, uh, this gentleman worked at ESPN 
and did production for Monday Night Football and College Game Day. Um, I'm not much of a football guy, but I will give the NFL credit that their shows, their games look amazing. The way they shoot everything, the way the cameras are set up. Um, and I think he's going to be an absolutely phenomenal addition to WWE. Um, and it was funny because uh, someone posted, um, I think that the tweet was something like, y'all miss Kevin Dunn. And then it was a clip from not too long ago. Uh, so probably late last year before Kevin Dunn left. And wow, I didn't, it, it, it was something we were so used to. I didn't remember how bad it was. And then I watched it and I think I got, uh, I think I got a, a little bit of whiplash and maybe a slight seizure out of it. It was so unbelievably bad. Um, and everything just looks so great. Um, a breaking news just a couple of hours ago, speaking of the Wrestling Observer, uh, their year-end uh, awards came out. And Triple H won Booker of the Year. He finally beat Tony Khan. Uh, and I'm sure... Now that... he can finally do the job. It's true. Uh, last time Triple H won this, I believe, was 2015 when he was uh, running NXT. Yeah. Um, so, you know, congratulations, Triple H. Honestly, he's done a great job since he's taken over. And I think this is I think we've all been saying it for close to a decade. Man, WWE is going to get really good when Vince McMahon goes away and Triple H takes over. He said that. Uh, we never believed it was going to happen. No, did we? You know what? We're, we're finally there. And it's really, really it's really great. Um. Imagine if uh, it all come out years ago. Uh, last but not least, um, Bobby Roode reveals that he is officially cleared to wrestle again, uh, but he does not have any intention to do a full-time schedule. His goal joining WWE was always to be a producer because he knew he was he's pushing 50. He's ready uh, but you know, now if he has one more match in him, uh, he, he can, can have do a it. farewell match at least. Uh, and uh, obviously, we all know that match is against AJ Styles, it's gotta be AJ and Bobby Roode. Um, that's a mania match they could set up, they could set that absolutely. Up. Uh, and actually, la real last thing, uh, is that WWE, I'm sorry, uh, 2K Games has revealed that, uh, as opposed to years past. We are not going to have a single ring announcer for WWE 2K24. They will, in fact, have all three in it. Um, and I apologize because I don't remember the NXT woman's name, uh, but Samantha Irvin and Mike Rome are both confirmed, as well as the NXT ring announcer to be in the game. I really hope that in Create a Show, Create an Arena, we get to choose who our ring announcer is. Um, you, just, you, just, you just want Ricardo Rodriguez to come out, don't you? I didn't really care for Ricardo. Uh, I'm I I am and will always be a Tony Schimmel guy. Uh, I love Tony Schimmel. Lillian, Lillian, Lillian. Um, I'm as I am currently watching the World Wrestling Federation in 1999. I can only hear how horrible she is until she gets better, like five years later. Uh, so I, I'm looking for the glasses. Obviously, I know, I know. Right. I'm gonna whittle through my good stuff because it, it it's a it's an abridged version today for um for me. Uh, I want to um look back at 
we obviously about 11 years ago, I think it was, The Rock won the championship from CM Punk. The old spinner belt finally went away, didn't it? Remember? Did. Do you remember what happened after the, the new belt was revealed, by the way? Who interrupted The Rock? I don't remember. Cody Rhodes. Whilst he, he Cody Rhodes, quote, I want to see the title in the next 13 years that will not be synonymous with The Rock, it will be synonymous with Cody Rhodes. It's not 13 years, but what, 11? <laughs> it's 11 years. Rock and Cody are involved in a major feud over that WWE Championship. And I couldn't, and it's amazing how it kind of passed because Cody's left the company and come back in that time. Rock Cody started their competition. Yeah. <laughs> Cody's like their competition, absolutely. But that championship, granted, that, that one, it, it's changed slightly, but it's basically the same design. Mm, yeah. C Cody was right. Cody is feuding over that championship, and he very well could go on to win that championship. Um, I'm saying that, like, anything other than him winning it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for him to well, win the championship. Th there's, and, and there's a really fantastic storyline there, too. If Cody wins at 40, and 41 can be Hey Rock... Remember uh, 12 years ago when uh, I said uh, you and I, it would be synonymous with me, not you. Well, how about uh, how about we put that to the test? Cody versus Rock for the title at WrestleMania. Cody goes over, finally beats The Rock. Make sure that title's synonymous with him, not the bloodline. So, I mean, yeah. And the last thing I want is um, people finally realizing how good Jim Ross was. Um, granted, nowadays he's arguably lost a step, um, but in the year 2000, and Ryan can vouch for it because it's one of his favourite eras, Triple H in the year 2000 was equivalent to final boss type. Would you agree? He uh, in, 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 yeah, late 99, 2000, Triple H was the guy, yeah. uh, which is really surprising, um, but, considering how much stock was put in the rock and if, if Austin wasn't hurt, I don't know what would, it, but anyways, go ahead. Indeed. Um, people are saying that nobody hated him. People are saying, oh, well, JR hated him. You know, he hated Triple H. Sort of era. J JR replied to that by saying like, I'm, I'm going to. My job, oh, I can't do that. I'm sorry. No, uh, please my, don't. <laughs> sorry, my job was to make villains despise. I hope we succeeded with Triple H. I think we did. As somebody who grew up listening to that man, um, scream for people to kick his ass on a regular basis, um, he did the job very, very well. In fact, one of my favorite moments ever was him calling the moment when Triple H was announced by Lillian Garcia as the former world champion, and he chased her out of the ring and out of the arena. Um, 
one of my favourite stories of that is, and JR shouting at him for, for chasing down and defending the woman sort of thing. He, JR's on screen despised Triple H. But he was one of the best friends of his backstage, obviously. That's how good he was on the mic. That's the job of a commentator, to get over what is happening as if it is genuine. Sell it like it is um, like it is 24 karat gold. Ryan has said this from day one. You haven't changed your opinion on that, Ryan, have you? About what? The commentator's job is to sell the action. Oh, yeah, no, it agitates the hell out of me. Yeah. And JR sold Triple H like he was the worst person in the world. He was worse than Donald Trump. He was worse than anything else happening on that in the planet at that time. He was the, literally the spawn of Satan. And we believed him. He was great. He was great at his job. I, I firmly, like, it shocks me that in the conversation of the best heels of all time, Triple H is not brought up enough for that heel run, especially late 99, 2000. Holy shit. He was hated. Hated. And, like... Like, obviously, there are amazing heels in the the pantheon of professional wrestling, you know, like Roddy Piper and the Iron Sheik and like, but like, I I just, I honestly don't feel like Triple H gets enough credit for being as good of a heel as he was. Um, it, it, It still boggles my mind. I think that's pretty much all the good stuff to talk about right now, bud. Um, should we move on to the bad stuff? Yeah, we we probably should. Get out of the way, yeah. What you got, Rhino? So this, this is a tough one, because honestly, there wasn't a lot of bad. Um, there was some questionable, though, and... Uh, I'm here for it. So, my... My, my, it's, it's not even bad. It's just, it's, this is my questionable cop moment. Um, and I've got some bad stuff for speed check, but, but this, this one just confused me. Um, and this is a, this is a tweet from everyone's favorite eight ball wheeling, uh, cocaine dealing son of a gun, Tony Khan. Stay with us on AEW Dynamite on TBS past the top of the hour if necessary. We'll stay with this main event as long as it takes. AEW World Champion Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage versus Hangman, Hook, and Rob Van Dam. Now on TBS Network. Thank you all for watching AEW on TV now. Okay. Tony Khan tweeting incessantly is obviously not my bad cop moment because I think we've all just accepted it at this point. Yeah, we, we, Tony... we kind of just got like, 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 like white noise sort of thing. Like. Yeah, no. But here's what I don't understand. The main event, oh, oh, I'm assuming the main event of Revolution is for the AEW world title. Uh, and it is Samoa Joe versus Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. Mm. As it is right now. Um 
hang, hangman's injuries work just so everyone knows um but here's what i don't understand it's a triple threat match so it's three people who equally don't like each other why is samoa joe tag teaming with swerve and one of swerve's stable mates against his other opponent and then two random people it it feels like a very strange main event and honestly i say this not to compare necessarily anyone but it it feels like vince mcmahon booking and i don't understand it now to be fair i'm going to be completely open about this i did not watch dynamite this week i had other things to do i just didn't get around to watching it so i don't know how the i know that hangman page uh did a little kayfabe injury uh during the match um but that's it. I don't know if that's to pull him from the main event or if it's to look, gotcha. <laughs> you know, Triple H being bit by the snake kind of thing. Um, apparently he's got um, legal issues apparently to deal with. Or personal issues to deal with at least. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But I, either way, I just think that was a strange main event. I don't think Samoa Joe should have been involved. I think remove Samoa Joe and... Uh, Do you know it would have been a better one in my opinion? anything about that but go ahead i think force the three of them to team together because then it adds animosity it tells more of a story sure and 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 this was uh you know another one of those strange situations and i could be way wrong i i could be yeah. completely wrong on this but you have been you have been once or twice i think it was Samo- 1985 yeah samoa joe heel Swerve face, Brian Cage kind of a tweener right now. Hangman heel, Hook RVD face. It, it just feels like a weird mishmash of of people. And I know that AEW is more focused on the in ring action than the alignment of the the characters. But still, this is pro wrestling one hundred and one. Good guys versus bad guys, or good guy versus good guy. Really cool match. You know, the, like those are kind of the basic go tos. Um. I just thought it was weird. I, I didn't really understand the purpose of it. I am excited for Revolution. I think the Revolution card overall looks pretty good. Um, and for other reasons, I took that Monday off after Revolution. So if AW wants to run till 1 a.m., so be it. Doesn't matter to me. I'm off on Monday. Who cares? Mm. I don't know. Something about the right wing, but well, that's that's the thing. That's why that's why it's an unsure cop moment. Just because I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. Well, to, um, tack, to tack onto that slightly, it's not a must be check or anything, but it's not a bad card. But surely you put Sting on last, right? I what I would think. I I don't know. I I I don't know. It stings. If it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I know my, my thoughts on Sting wrestling at his age, you know, they're my own. You know, he's 64 years old now. You know, he can still go to his extent, clearly. Okay, and my thoughts on him holding a championship at his age, I get why he's holding it, okay? That my thoughts on that irrelevant, okay? His retirement match is the reason why the sales revolution have gone up as much as they have. 
probably have 15,000 tickets now out there. And that's, and that's down to Sting's retirement match, unquestionably. But you've got to have him go on last then. You have to. Yeah. I, I, but then again, what's the point of putting the championship match? Of, I mean, I mean, you're building up a WWE championship match, but it is it, for me. It doesn't feel right to me. But I, I, I feel, I feel that a yes, I agree. Like Sting's last match should be the main event of that show. It should be your marquee match. This should be the you know the reason why the WWE Championship hasn't re- main evented certain WrestleManias because there was a bigger match at hand, and I understand that. I totally understand that. You know, when you've got a, a match of legendary proportions, such as a retirement match or something like that with, you know, multiple legends or something. Yeah, it makes sense. But now you've booked yourself into a corner. Like, can Sting still go one on one? That might be the, the reason it is a tag match. And I get it. But. As soon as the belts were introduced it made it a very strange situation. And I talked about this last week or the week before where it's either sting loses his last match and loses the belts to the bucks or sting wins his last match. Then what happens to the tag titles? Do they just get vacated? That's pretty unfair to Darby Allen. He, so he just loses his championship because his tag partners on, do they replace sting with someone else to be his tag team partner and be the champion? Like, um, yeah, like, like kind of like, um, Piper Niven did with Chelsea Green, mm. you know, like, what's happening? Um, there's a lot of questions in the air, and um, AEW is gonna have to pull something really fantastic out of their ass to make this match make sense, um, and make its position on the card make sense, whether it's main event or because you. You can't open with it. I, I like as much as the opening match is super important. You can't open with Sting's last match. They open that. They open that, and you be gone for that. They go on. Yeah, the coming um, thing. So the logical thing to do is you open up with your world title match. Um, they did it before. But, no mercy. I remember that with um, with Ambrose, um, Cena, and Styles. Well, uh, Seth and Seth and Brock opened up WrestleMania. Um, with uh, with a world title match, like I never, it happens. Um, it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's it still feels weird for your. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a very strange place. I, I'm still again. I'm excited for Revolution. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will we will see what happens. So that's what I got. Right. Um. Given the whole thing around, this is my main bad call moment of the week. And as Ryan said, it was a bit slim pickings this week because for the most part, things are good this week. We've got Chamber coming up, obviously. We've got Revolution next week. We've got some good stuff. TNA, yeah, not much really touch on really at the moment. We don't know what's going on there, moment, apart from the fact that no one seems to be happy. Um, I was like, I want to talk about oh, this. Someone's really annoyed me, the professional wrestler in Australia. And this is the sort of thing which annoyed a lot of, has annoyed a few Australians, actually, to be fair. It probably explains why there's not a huge Australian wrestling scene, to be fair, Ryan, as well. Um, there's a guy over there called Albie. Okay. 
Now, I'm according to his Twitter profile, he's a professional wrestler and Divas champion. I am not. Yeah. Him. I'm yeah. He has. Uh, just under seven thousand followers. Now that doesn't always mean something. Some people haven't got. Some people haven't got a Twitter presence. I mean, for example, Nina Samuels, of course, is currently six to be women's champion. She will be at um, uh, Massive on the thirtieth of March. Get your tickets now while it's available. Um, she has about twenty-five thousand followers, but she was part of WWE, so you know that can happen, obviously. Albie's not. Now, with that in mind, okay, some people have been not happy with him. Now, he took, he's got a picture of himself with some, um, some actually quite impressive abs, okay? Not Finn Balor, but not bad. Um, and he's just got a, a, a thing saying, should I take my title to WWE Chamber? I've got a picture of him with nothing but the Divas Championship round his waist. So, my opinion of that is, what the fuck? But then it gets worse, because I started finding out the story behind all of this. Someone messaged him saying, <clears throat> Didn't you shit on Jordan Grace for posting something revealing to promote her OnlyFans last week? But it's fine when you use it to bait the divas stands, right? Which he replied. Which he replied, "Yes, I told her I unfollowed her account for telling people to join her OnlyFans and asking for chat pay. By the way, she's gone and edited her post. It's my opinion. I don't need to accept your norm." To which our good friend Josh Robinson, of course, gave a one sentence reply. But it's okay for you to queer bait. To be fair, wouldn't have got a place in a lot of gay magazines. Let's put it that way. The double standards sometimes of people online is unbelievable and it sickens me. Especially when they try and latch onto a community and try and like a better terms, milk them. Um, it sickens me, and I and you. He went after Jordan Grace for you know what she does with, on her OnlyFans is her own personal business. You know, literally, don't kink shame someone for that. You know, she's entirely what she wants. You know, as long as Jonathan Gresham's happy with it, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, I just get a little bit pissed off this sort of. Double standard hypocrisy. So, how you feel about it, Ryan? I think that the ability, and and, and uh, this isn't necessarily a professional wrestling thing. This is globally um, the ability to hide behind your Twitter account or your Instagram account or your Facebook account or whatever it may be. Um, gives people a lot of bravery to be their true selves, which are usually trash. Um, and 
the fact that the internet allows people with less than ideal views to find other people who share their less than ideal views. And that's what these people want is a, they want people to tell them that they're right. And B they get off on people telling them they're wrong. Um, which is why I am a big proponent of block and move on. Um, now, obviously, that's not always possible. Uh, some people just cling to your ass like a bad turd, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I agree. This guy clearly sounds like a fucking douchebag. Um, and there's no place for them anywhere, let alone professional wrestling. Um, I, I just, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm siding with a guy, but just like, man, it would be great if people would just start ignoring these people. If they want to yell into a void with other people and yell into a void together, um, I think there should be a nice little shitty corner of the internet for them. Um, you know, clearly I don't side with that guy. You you know my views on most things, and it's not that. That is more than fair, sir. That is more than fair. What have you got in terms of speed check? Uh, well, I've got some things. Let's hear your things. So, first and foremost, let's start with the big one. Technically, it happened last week. But it aired this week. My heart breaks for Shotzi. Um, just an accident. Something she's done a thousand. Not something she's done. Something every single professional wrestler who has ever existed has done a thousand times. Dropping from the ring apron to the floor. And she's out for eight months. It's. It sucks. It sucks bad. Like, you know, I, I, I feel the same for Adam Cole, jumping off the ring ramp to run to the ring, shattering his ankle. Um, Happens. You know, like, but that sucks. I, you know, I, I watched that main event out of morbid curiosity to be like, I wonder what happened to Shotzi. Cause we already knew she was hurt. They already announced that she was hurt. And she doesn't even land that hard. She just hits the floor and her knee just gives out. And that sucks. That yeah. sucks real bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, speedy recovery, you know, well wishes to, to Shotzi. I'm a big Shotzi fan. I've seen Shotzi wrestle in bars in front of 50 people. Yeah. I've seen Shotzi wrestle in front of 15,000 people. Uh, I love Shotzi. I love her look. I love her style. Uh, she seems really neat, too. So What we get a chance to as well is because Trip's now booking, is when she comes back, he'll make it a big thing. Yep. You make a big thing, that's, and that's the good thing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, the bright side of a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She probably needed a bit of reset, a little bit, just because she was a bit lost in the shuffle. 
because there's such a strong women's division. But this was a chance for her to like rebuild and launch her into a storyline. When she comes back, so that's good. On yeah. Of things, but so yeah. Hope get well soon, Shotzi. We love you, girl. Um. Uh, it, it, it actually was on my notes uh, as a bad cop moment, but it is now a good cop moment. Uh, it, it was that Indy Hartwell is not on the Elimination Chamber show, but she has since been announced uh, where her and Candice will be facing Kabuki Warriors for the tag titles at Elimination Chamber. So I'm very happy that Indy is getting uh, a yeah. match in her, in her home country. Uh, I'm a big Indy Hartwell fan, uh, so that's exciting. Um, I, mean, I mean, I don't see them winning it, but yeah, you never know. Um, I, I don't think they'll drop the belts before Mania because I think they want Damage Control 2.0 going into Mania with all of the gold. It's the sort, um, of sort of thing where they could win it at Elimination Chamber and then win it back on Raw. Sure, sure, we'll see. Um, I don't but know. It's probably where they could let the fans go home happy with, 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 yeah. with multiple Odyssey winners sort of thing. So it's, it's possible, for sure. Um, uh, bad, bad Cop, to me, too, is... Um, I, I I think this is a repeat, but I I just think we are wasting a homecoming for Rhea Ripley to have her going up against Nia Jax. Uh, I understand why they're doing it, but I just feel like why, 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 why? But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Other, other than that, there's not a lot of bad this week. Um. Uh, I guess it uh, didn't happen since we were uh, yeah. I can't tell if it happened since we recorded. Um, it may have been two weeks ago. We may have missed it. I think we. I think we missed it. Uh, AEW again having a wrestler knocked out and not stopping the match. Uh, it happened a lot. It keeps happening. They really need to be more aware of what's happening in the ring um of course i'm talking about jeff hardy getting knocked out uh, and this is not sammy Guevara's fault this was a moonsault that went bad it happens this is not sammy Guevara's fault it is the fault of the official for not ending that match when jeff couldn't function properly um that's the problem um i don't like sammy Guevara, but this was not his fault <laughs> for once it's not his fault so um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I'm not, I've not got too much, but one thing is you mentioned it earlier, fight for select, um, spoiling the um, the news about the, the injury, not injury on AEW. Um, first of all, who actually spoke to fight for select and ruined the angle? Seriously, bad cop moment on that side of things. Tony, fire him. Seriously. Um, the other thing is the, 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 the massive rumour that's now going around. I'm not sure how true it is. I really fucking hope it's not, because I don't think this needs to happen. You, I don't, you obviously you've got the, the World Heavyweight Championship number one contenders limited chamber match. Right, haven't we? Um, we do. Everyone in that match is a is someone. If they face set, he's like, that works. Storm Rose, that absolutely works. They've all got beef with Seth for one reason or another. And yet, 
there are some people who are saying that the rock will use will storyline use his board executive power to insert himself into the match at the end and win the and win the match this is a potential future bad cop moment obviously if that happens nah doesn't doesn't need to happen um i don't think that's gonna happen I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You ready for this? I'm going to make my prediction now. Because when people are listening, it's already happened. You can make fun of me. You can tweet at me and tell me I'm a fucking idiot. And that's cool. Absolutely. Tweet him at EFL underscore Steve-O. Yeah. Or uh, Podfather Mags. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Or or SCP Words. Yeah, sure. Why not? Or Chain underscore Wrestling. So here's what I want to happen. And just because I think it would be a really interesting story. Um, I want Kevin Owens to win the Elimination Chamber. But I do not want Kevin Owens to face Seth Rollins. I think with Seth Rollins' injuries right now, I really think him pushing himself to a potentially subpar WrestleMania match for the title is not what I want to see. I'd rather Seth Rollins get better and have a long, healthy career. Kevin Owens wins the Elimination Chamber because during the um, Grayson Waller effect segment with Cody and Seth, Damian is going to cash in and beat Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship because Kevin Owens has had beef with the Judgment Day for a long time. And Kevin Owens versus Damian Priest for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania is okay. a match I want to see very badly. I would too. I caution though, because I've just got this feeling that he's going to run out of time. He's got till July. Yeah, I know, but the money is there. On the table, literally, as it were, he has so many chances to cash it in, and the people who the reason why he hasn't what cashed in and won is because of Judgment Day inadvertently screwing him out of it. I think we're the going to see for, for for the Judgment Day to split because of Damien not cashing in in time. I don't think I think that's the one I know has got legs personally because the only thing that hasn't been done with a briefcase so far is not cashing in time. Yeah, I I I I don't see them doing it though. Um, I was just so I was thinking about this, and and this is the reason I came to this decision because I'm looking at the elimination chamber match. We've got Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Owens and that guy who sells energy drinks to 12 year olds. The only storyline match is Drew. That is literally the only person who has a true um, right to face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's the storyline that has been created but i think this is one of those times and this is something triple h has been doing so well of 
Oh, let's look at uh, the women's elimination chamber. During the kickoff, Becky comes out and gets in Rhea's face. Okay, that match makes sense. And that's okay. So, oh, yeah, Becky's going to win the elimination chamber. Okay, but... Every one of them has got, has got beef with Rhea in that, in that yeah, Liv, Liv was injured by Rhea. Liv was a tag team with Rhea. Makes perfect sense. Like, there, there's multiple layers to who could win. But when I look at the men's chamber... True. It's true. Randy Orton's in there because he couldn't beat Roman. LA Knight's in there because he couldn't beat Roman. Bobby Lashley's in there because he's Bobby Lashley. Who the fuck is Logan Paul? Like, what? Doesn't matter. Well, Logan is clearly defending his championship at Mania with whoever who eliminates him, obviously. Kevin Owens and Damian Priest? Hmm is the best option to come out of this match. Whilst I agree with you, I fully do agree with you, I see them running back KO and Logan Paul. Probably. I wouldn't be against that, because I'd like to see Kevin Owens powerbomb him out of the ring for a table. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, but that's the thing, is we're back in an era of WWE where I... I I said it again two weeks ago or something like that. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. And I feel like we're back on that again, where it's like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm happy with that. I'm yeah. glad I don't know what's going on. I know um, I mentioned my own my old show earlier with predictions. Towards the end of the prediction show before it wrapped up, me and guests were getting 95% of predictions correct because it was so easy to call who was going to win stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not even that, but also how they won stuff. Um, now, I, as you said, uh, it's getting it's getting less predictable now, and I'm liking that. But I say it probably will be Becky versus Rhea. But if that happens, if it doesn't. But if it doesn't happen. Then Becky will Becky will go. Uh, oh, who took her out? Of that opportunity, who cost of it will get that match of mania, and that and that's the storyline that come out of itself. Triple H is really good at growing these storylines. He's been doing it organically for years of NXT. We've seen this. Yeah, I, I and 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 think of it now. You know, WrestleMania is different. We're not getting five to eight matches. We're getting twelve to sixteen matches because we got two nights. And there's a lot of storylines that you can bring into it, and a lot of compelling matches that you can create. And they're creating these storylines. Um, you know, again, like, like I was saying, you know, to add on, Drew cashes in, World Heavyweight Championship, Kevin Owens wins. This all happens because Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate defeat them for the tag team titles. Boom. We've just made a, you know, a brand new tag team, the new champions. We create that dissidence within the Judgment Day. You know, Damian Priest is world champion. Rhea retains. Rhea's world champion. You get that splinter group of Finn, uh, JD, and then Dom, uh, Dom and Nick Mysterio. And they go off and do their own thing while, you know, you've got a heel champion in, in Damian and a face champion. That's the thing a lot of people think. Rhea is on the cusp of a fa- an, an organic face turn right now. 
Because you know she's faced. Yeah, she's faced tomorrow in Elimination Chamber, one hundred percent. It's neither neither heel. Yeah, you know. So like, but people have been cheering Rhea the entire time. Like, I I love Rhea. Like, Rhea's a phenomenal performer. She's a little rough on the mic sometimes, but she backs it up in the ring. So that's all that really matters to me most of the time. Um. And I, I'm happy, but, you know, thinking about that, if Rhea is face going into WrestleMania, who does she face? There's only one heel in the women's elimination chamber match, and that's Tiffany Stratton. Is Tiffany ready for a WrestleMania uh, uh, world championship match? Probably not. No, but she'd be ready for a match with big time Bex. Yeah, you know, does Liv turn heel? Because Liv's kind of been a little feisty, mm. a little spicy, a little spicy New Jersey girl. You know, like who knows? Um, it's, it's, it's so unpredictable. What you say, it's yeah, so- and 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 that's great. Um, you know, but we'll uh, we'll see. We will see. Indeed. Should we do some fan cop stuff, bud? Yeah, we might as well. I was tagged in this week, so I know. Right then, Ryan, would you like to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I will. Uh, I'll go first. I don't mind going first. Okay, so I'll go for it. So I'm just gonna scroll down to I don't know. Sorry, there's so much nonsense in here. Mm. Um, no, we're skipping that one because I don't give a shit about him. Um, I was talking about Graham, of course. Let's start with our good friend Rob at UTT. Rob, who says, good cop moment. Bobby Roode cleared to wrestle. Hopefully his comment that his career is over is work. Uh, WTF cop moment. TNA trigger- triggering Josh Alexander's contract extension seemingly against his will. Uh, bad cop moment. I feel like this should be reversed. Uh, this should be a what the fuck cop moment. Anyways, big show revealing that Kane's ring gear smelt like rancid yak meat. Um, and then we've got an addendum to that, an even worse cop moment. Velveteen Dream getting booked for an indie show, bad enough, but booked on the same show as Rita Chatterton, uh, which given what she allegedly went through seems even more tone depth. I firmly agree. I don't really understand. Like, I've talked about this in the past. Uh, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, but I feel like there was enough uh, evidence that maybe we shouldn't be booking Velveteen Dream. Yeah, especially not on the same show as someone who'd be going through something like that, for sure. Um, I want to get back a little bit to... The yak meat. Uh, I want to know how. I sort of want to know how Big Show knows what Vantage yak meat smells like. Um, he's traveled the world, man. He's been traveling the world since what, nineteen ninety seven? Like, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Right. I'm going to go to um the newest member, actually, of. 
of the um of the good cop of not good cop of VGM actually. Um, Eric, who is part of the the, the, the podcast, um, um, what's it called? Um, Nattering with E. Um, it's it's a good it's a good show. Uh, it's well worth your time. Um, it's out on Wednesdays on Vision Little Media, so it should be in your feed. So go, do go check it out. Uh, well worth your time. Eric's a good lad. Uh, his first good cop moment in the speech in the fan cop moment so is. Uh, FTR versus versus the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm not an FTR fan overall, but credit where it's due. They put on classics with whoever they're in the ring with. Keep dodging the infantry, though. I personally like FTR badges by personal taste. Um, welcome, welcome to Fan Cop, Eric. <laughs> you are welcome anytime. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. All right. Are you going to go to your sexual partner? Of course, the man that makes Val Venus look like, well, small penis. Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21. Good cop moment. No surrender and elimination airing within 12 hours of each other with cracking looking cards. That's cracking, not the Kraken uh, from, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Hmm. Um, bad cop moment. I can't watch either live. Don't worry, Dan. I will harass you with spoilers the entire time. Uh, worst cop moment. Again, Velveteen back in wrestling and the unscrupulous dicks that brought him in. Seems to be a recurring theme, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to head across to uh, my co- well, my other co-host, actually, on the volley, Con McCabe. Uh, fan cop moment. MLS and the crew are back this weekend. They are indeed on. They are back tomorrow. In fact, I do believe. Uh, good luck to the crew in their attempt to defend the MLS Cup. I'm fully aware that Ryan uh, says that Apple TV, Apple Plus is a absolute con. Uh, it shouldn't exist. Yeah, I'm not going to maybe disagree with you on that one too much. <laughs> um, I just wish there was a achieve way I should be able to watch it, because it's actually not bad now, to be fair. Uh, what's next, Ryan? Uh, I'm having trouble, because there's so many layers to this. Yes. Um, Jesus Christ. I should organize this better. Uh, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to do the, I don't know, some asshole uh i don't even i don't even know what this name means m g b dram draham i don't know uranium yeah sure um good cop moment i am kylie ray with a winning returning all right uh, obviously not an english just a teacher <laughs> uh with a winning returning to freelance wrestling hashtag freelance love uh bad cop moment the cheap shot by Sabin gauge after the match a boo um i mean i'll always good cop it up for kylie ray mm. yeah and there is also an ft a wtf cop moment from him as well um which he was sent to us obviously privately um which of course is that matt riddle defeated tanahashi for the new japan uh tv title apparently i can see why that would make a few people say what the fuck Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we we don't have time to talk about Matt Riddle right now. Yeah, not, there's not enough time to talk about him ever. No, 
Um, right, so I'm going to then jump into the other little thread, which is the Picard thread, I'm going to call it. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Wrestle Witch. Melissa, we love you, girl. Um, all my wrestling opinions are violently niche to Kansas presently. To include being told by a local fan and a local wrestler that Jericho Cruises are most definitely safe for AFAB wrestling fans. And I'm a misandrist. Is that actually the right word? Misogynist, I'm guessing so. For saying otherwise. Um, yeah. Not in, I think that, uh, as always, Melissa is in the right here. She, Melissa knows what you're talking about. Would you agree, Ryan? Yeah, she usually does. She's a crazy lady, but we love her for it. We do indeed. We do indeed. We stand, Melissa. Okay, is there's one more, Ryan? Do you want to go visit this angel? Hmm. I'm trying to find it. Uh, you, 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 you go, because I am so lost in this thread right now. Okay, okay. Um, I'm guessing a, li- a few weeks behind because. Um, good cop moment for Angel is it's perfect. Um, the road to WrestleMania 40 starts at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. That was the Royal Rumble, I believe, a couple of weeks back. So, um, yeah. Uh, bad cop moment. Aubrey Edwards will not again get involved in the development of AW Fight Forever. Is the bad cop moment because they got involved in the first place or because they're not going to be involved in it? Angel, let us know next week what you meant by that. We want to make, we want to give you your fair crack of the whip for sure. Um, there is also, um, I don't know if High Five Tom actually applied this week or not. He was, he was tagged. I don't know if he actually posted one or not. Um, but he has replied to Melissa uh, because, um, again, our new friend Eric actually responded about niche. Um, Eric said he's got another podcast kicking around about music during the Vietnam War, combined history and tunes. And High Five Tom wants that immediately. I'd be up for a bit of of history and and music set during the Vietnam War, wouldn't you, Ryan? Absolutely. Um, But I've got a latest uh, breaking news. Okay, we got breaking news. Okay. Yeah. Um... The so WWE 2K24 uh has been re- releasing new screenshots, yeah. Um, throughout the last couple of days, uh, they just released the first screenshot of Dijak, but that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is what's in the background. Uh, in the background is the NXT Halloween Havoc. The uh, Shotzi's wheel that she spins to decide which match okay. uh, you're you're going to have to have. That's if that's more than set dressing, that would be interesting if you could use that so that you have to spin it and then you get a random match type. That would be a lot of fun. Um, that's not already been a thing. Is a bit bizarre. Yeah, and it's got uh, so listed on it is casket match, um, chamber of horrors, biker's chain match, buried alive match, devil's playground match, and boiler room brawl. 
Um, and there's another one. I can't really tell what it is. I can only see half of it, but still. Oh, blindfold match. I think that's what it is. That's interesting. Um, uh, and to make it even better, uh, Mansoir uh, responded mid T-bar clears. So I'm glad they're all still friends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, if those, ma- I mean, biker chain, that's not even a, a weapon in the game. So that'd be interesting for sure. So it's just, just a little something that just popped up on my timeline. Just wanted to share it with everyone. Absolutely. Just popped up with mine as well, buddy. So that's all good. Uh, that's it for this week, guys. We will be back next week. Hopefully, um, Graham will actually bless us with his presence. Uh, because, you know, we do sort of miss him if he was just taking the piss out of him. Um, we will say happy birthday, Jackson. No, we actually, we actually do like you. If you've got a filthy mouth on you. Um, Ryan, any last thoughts? Yeah, and for once I have serious last thoughts. Um, We are seeing a very huge shift in, in professional wrestling. And I think it's the biggest shift we've seen since the indie revolution a number of years ago. Yeah, um, Things are different and things feel really different. They feel really good for the most part even though there's a couple of weird things happening that could be good, could be bad. Who knows? Um, it's, it's a really interesting time to be a pro wrestler. So a pro wrestling fan. Um, so let's all just take a chance to just, you know, be a little more positive um, about professional wrestling. Not everyone's going to like the promotion you like. Not everyone's going to like the wrestlers you like, and that's okay. Um, so why don't we all just kind of chill out a little bit and just enjoy some wrestling together and, uh, and talk about it. Cause I, I know personally, I've seen a lot of, uh, lapsed WWE fans who kind of switched over primarily to AEW or TNA or just the Indies who are really enjoying the current WWE product. So maybe if you're one of those, maybe give it another shot. And same thing, vice versa. You know, maybe you're a lapsed AEW fan. Go check them out. You know, see what's going on. Make that decision for yourself. Don't make that decision based on what the internet tells you to feel. Absolutely. Um, Unless, unless your opinion is that Jay White is not a bag of dicks, in which case you're just wrong. It's a scientific fact. And on that bombshell, we'll be back next week, guys. We're out of here. Boom. <laughs>